Welcome to the Clio for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this podcast, I share practical tips and tricks for implementing Clio into your organization, within your school, or in your lesson. My name is Patrick de Boer, and I'm a Clio teacher from the Netherlands, as well as a Clio teacher trainer and coach. And in this podcast, I'd like to share my ideas and experiences with you in order to get Clio on top of your mind. Have fun listening. All right, in this episode of the Clio podcast, I'd like to talk about something that has been bugging me for a while, and that is the fact that Clio is sometimes presented as something amazing, something that's going to solve all your problems. You know, students are motivated, students learn English. Um, there's so many things that are great about Clio, and believe me, I am a huge fan of Clio, of course. But it's not like it's a holy grail that of education that's going to solve all challenges and all of the things that you might face. It's not like all of a sudden all your lessons are fun, students always speak language perfectly, they're always 100% motivated, it doesn't cost any any effort, that's just not the case, right? I like to be realistic, I like to, you know, if, if I talk about things that um, are working in a clear lesson, I also like to share what's not working. Um, and there's always room for improvement. And I don't think the perfect clear lesson exists, I also don't think the perfect lesson exists. There's always things that you can improve. But I do want to point out some things that you can do to improve your le uh, lessons. And that is do things step by step. But more on that in a minute. What I find is that CLIL works really well, of, of really well if a teacher is already a good job, especially when it comes to classroom management. CLIL requires a teacher that can already teach. It's CLIL is not a substitute for bad teaching. In my lesson this morning, um, the kids were entering and there were, at the end were two boys entering just in time, still their jackets on, sat, uh, when, when seated and um, did not unpack their bags, didn't get ready for class in any way. And everyone else was already ready to start, right? Well, let's just say I didn't require any clear skills to get those boys to do what I wanted them to do. Um, I, it was just classroom management, setting the stage and expectations, pointing out students who were already ready to start. I complimented those. I said, oh, good job. I see that you have your books ready, right? Um, you put your phone away. Thank you for that. You know, those kind of things, Sh focusing on the positive things. And then all the others started doing that as well. And I could start even those two boys. Um, this has nothing to do with CLIL. This is classroom management. If you can't get students to listen to you, CLIL is not going to help you. If you can't connect with students in a meaningful way, CLIL is not going to help you. If you can't improvise to certain situations, and of course this requires experience, but again, that's not something CLIL is going to help you with. This is just, well, basic teaching. And if you want to implement CLIL to that, it's like a layer on top of that. Then you start with baby steps. You do not need to reinvent the wheel and come up with teaching or um, change the entire way of teaching. Just you know, start with a nice starting activity, um, come up with, with ways to reflect upon the learning, think about how you can implement some scaffolding, but all of that, do it step by step. If you start doing that, if you have a good lesson, you've got your classroom management set up, and then you start implementing CLIL, 
then yes, Clil can increase student engagement. Can can Clil can even create more fun lessons, and it can certainly improve both your and your student language levels. But it requires a bit of a basis, and all too often, I see teachers um, share Clil ideas and share Clil experiences as if it kind of revolutionized their way of teaching. And I still think there's some, you know, some basic things that you need to be able to do in order to be able to teach Clil effectively. And as for those two boys, um, well, let's just say I can be friendly and I can, some, and I can be less friendly, um, but at the, in the end, they did what I asked them to do. And they participated in all of the tasks, all of the Clil activities that I organized for them, for the class. Um, they had to create problems for each other, they participated in a lesson recap, which I did digitally. They went around and asked other students for the correct answer to the questions they created. They answered the questions that I asked them to answer while they had to listen to me, etc. All those things that are clear, they joined in. There was a lot of learning going on. I'm sure of that. But it was because I also implemented some basic classroom management and not in spite of that. Um, I also sometimes hear teachers say, well, can't you, my students just want me to, um, well, share the story and then I want them to listen. Now, there's a lot of research on, on, on student engagement and how students are simply more likely to learn if there is some variation, if there is, are, um, um, is there, if there's engagement going on. And it makes total sense as well, right? You can't expect students to sit back listen to you for, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe copy everything that you say, in other words, not learning anything because they're just copying, um, and then at the end expect students to have learned a lot. Actually, those students are trained to be lazy. And if that's your purpose, that's perfectly fine, but that's not my purpose, not my learning objective. I want students to learn something. Now, I'm not saying in any way that teachers do that make the students lazy. I'm just saying that the students themselves probably want this because even subconsciously they prefer to not not to do not do so much right if they can go about and succeed without with with spending as little work and time in it as possible they will try that method in general so that's something that i just wanted to mention as well i do think students appreciate some variation i do think students like that you see them and, and, and adapt things to their needs. I do think that setting clear learning objectives, reflecting upon those and making sure that all, everything you do is in line with those learning objectives, those are key ingredients to a good clear lesson. And if you just let your students sit back and enjoy the show, there's very little learning going on and research backs that. So those are just some things that I wanted to share when it comes to you know the basic things in the lesson and then the clear sauce, if you if you will, that there's um, a second layer upon it, and that's what clear is. And it's not a holy grail of teaching. If that was the case, everyone would already be doing it. That's not the case because it also requires effort. It requires time, and that's perfectly fine. Um, and I would argue it it is actually quite a lot of work if you need to come up with all of this yourself. So um, if you want to learn more about it, make sure to, to go to my website, um, killmedia.com slash training. You can find all of the 
things that I do both offline and online to, to help you with this. Um, because you don't want to go about and figure it all out on your own. I spent 15 years figuring it out. I hope you can do it a little faster than that. All right, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you, I'm, I'm curious if you recognize this, that, that you hear Cleo sometimes being positioned like this. And also, maybe if you recognize my point that Cleo can certainly work, but it, it requires um, a solid foundation first of good teaching. Um, I once heard a colleague say, well, if you're not a really good teacher, you can just, you know, maybe, um, maybe students don't recognize that immediately. But once you start teaching CLIL, once you start, start teaching bilingually, and you're still not a good teacher, then things will probably go horribly wrong because there's just more things that you need to um, keep an eye on. It sounds overly negative now. That's not my point at all. Um, I'm not a negative person. I just want to, well, maybe warn you a little that you don't overthink how complicated CLIL is, but also don't think that it can solve everything. Um, it can help you with a lot of things. And um, well, one of those is get students to participate in a second language. And I think the results are always amazing. Whenever I've been doing this for a while and I've seen so many students do really good stuff, um, speak really good English in a couple of months time, um, often I share a slide of the alphabet activity in my lesson um, uh, during training sessions where I ask students to come up with a list of all kinds of great uh, all kind of words on maths after about six weeks of maths and English for the first time. And they already know so many words. It's just amazing. So yes, Clio can certainly help increase student language level. All right, that's it for this week. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your ideas. Curious to hear about them. And uh, we'll speak to each other soon. Thanks.